the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Something that I promise you in the next two or three minutes as I talk, I'm not political. But I did get a question on which Democratic candidate would be the best for the stock market. First and foremost, I like the way this person's thinking. On some level, on another, where do you separate your heart from your retirement plan? Or your social conscious or your civic duty? I don't know. I'm not here to say that any of that kind of stuff. That's up to you. Um... My thought is Warren and Biden. No, 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 no. Warren and Sanders seem to be promising a lot of spending that's going to be tied up with raising taxes on the wealthy or eliminating debt, maybe hurting banks in the process. And, oh, we know you lent them a trillion dollars and their intent was to pay it back to you, but they can't really afford that. I don't think that's fair to the banks. If I lent you $10 and you're like, well, I can't really afford to pay you back. It's like, well, then why did I lend you $10? And again, this is just me talking. I'm not making political statements. I'm just talking. With that said, Biden would probably be the best candidate as a status quo. We saw the stock market go up under his vice presidency term with President Barack Obama. I don't really know the other candidates. I'm not politically smart. I'm an inch deep and a mile wide when it comes to that. I'm just trying to answer a question off the cuff because someone asked it to me and I'm not going to lie to you and say, I don't have a thought on the world on that. Big debate tonight as they've gone down from, I think, 20 candidates ultimately to 10. Trump has got some challengers, but he says, I'm not going to, I'm not going to debate those bobos. It's kind of fascinating, right? Are you with me against me? 
our political time is quite interesting. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm kind of digressing, so let's get back to the show, shall we? First and foremost, it's been a good week so far for the stock market, especially small cap stocks. The S&P 500's up, the Russell 2000's up almost 5%. Now, on occasion, we'll get CFP Chad Burton come on the show, and he'll rabble. He does the show right before mine, 6 to 7. And uh, he and I are doing some seminars coming up, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday in San Jose at the Rotary Club. I'm going to be teaching the first one, him and I will, on how to create wealth beyond just your 401k. Because in this area, you need to put as much sway as you can. Uh, but in the afternoon, he's going to be doing one how to preserve it and income and Social Security and all the issues that are affecting people who are retired or heading towards retirement quickly. You can learn more about the events at newfocusfinancial.com. The Russell 2000, I want to say, is Chad's been kind of advocating, like, hey, the market's a little overpriced. Maybe we keep our eyeballs open, look for some value. You don't have to sell just because the R word, the recession, the inverted yield curve, the inverted yield curve is out there. I'm like, Chad, have another white claw. And he's like, okay, calm down. But the Russell 2000's done what it's supposed to do. It was small cap U.S. companies that... It's been kind of ignored. Someone called the show the other day and said, should I sell my large cap U.S. companies? And I said, well, you should rebalance and maybe your portfolio, maybe you're seeing some underperformance in the Russell 2000 because the market has. With that said, um, what a week. S&P 500 is up under 1% and the Russell 2000, which is small companies, it's up f- almost 5%. That's kind of Paris Hilton. That's hot. Are you with me? Are you against me? You got to pick a side because this is a civil war. I wonder if I was in the civil war, would I have been on the north or the south? Or I would have been one of those independents who went out west and looked for gold while everyone else was killing each other. So markets opened a little higher today on news that Trump is pushing the trade deal another 15 days down the road. I know what's good and bad. And he fires Bolton, or Bolton's gone, and suddenly he's like a little bit softer on China. Um, Whereas Bolton was considered to be a chicken hawk kind of guy who said we should go to war in Vietnam, but wouldn't actually sign up for the draft himself. Again, that's about as deep as I get, politically speaking. The ECB has cut interest rates for the first time since 2016 and relaunches their bond buying program. U.S. isn't in that situation, even though the president of the United States is telling the Federal Reserve that they're a bunch of boneheads for not going to zero. (laughs) Can you imagine? Do we have an HR issue here? Should Trump be taken into HR? Should Trump be taken into HR and slapped on his wrist for calling one of his employees a bonehead? Uber sued over resistance to the California gig law. This is going to be a big one. Um, Uber and all the gig companies like Uber Eats and Grubhubs and all those kind of guys want to get together and say, let's robble and charge, let's pay our employees 21 bucks an hour, way about 15 bucks. And then they'll have flexibility to work whatever they want. Whereas the state of California is like, nope, they need benefits. And 
if that happens and Uber and Lyft and all those companies are going to say, well, then you have to work 40 hours and you have to work Monday through Friday and some of you are going to have to work midnight and some of you have to work uh, airplane shifts. And let's just say the workforce will look different in 2020 and definitely 2021, depending on how these laws and uh, initiatives play out. So that's it. That's all I got, ladies and gentlemen. Please turn off the lights on your way out. So further looking at the markets. Thank you. Thank you. This show could go into the Smithsonian and the time machine warp thing. Oh, by the way, I listened to a lot of Meatloaf this weekend. No, awesome. that's not true. I listened, to, I listened to three songs about Meatloaf. Paradise by the Dashboard Light. I Would Do Anything for Love. And I tried to find something on the Rocky Horror Motion Picture Show. Like, did he do... No, he didn't really do Time Warp. I'm like, um... Uh. So, in his best of, in my world, it's a two-song, maybe two-and-a-half-song best of album. Wouldn't pay for that. But since I could stream it on Apple Music or on Spotify, eh, I listened to a little Meatloaf. I know you're saying... Let's see... Did you know, and this is what's fascinating about Paradise by the Dashboard Light was a song that you heard somewhere in your childhood and you're like, holy mackerel, he's talking about making out with a girl and running the bases. And you're like, I see what he's doing. And he's got a famous uh, guy talking about running the bases. And I saying, where are you going with this? I don't know if I'm going anywhere with this. <laughs> um, I had a thought in my head, but I dropped it. Oh, oh, Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart, written by the same guy who did a lot of Meatloaf's music, Jim Steinman. I know you're saying, I wouldn't have thought that. Anyhow, in any way, sometimes you have to tie together things to make sense of the world. Come to the event on Saturday, September 21st. It's a day event. Last one of the year. Maybe last one ever for me. Um, But you can sign up for one that's about wealth accumulation in the morning and wealth preservation in the afternoon. You can listen to commercials. You can go to the website, newfocusfinancial.com. You can sign up there and use code RADIO25 to get it free. And we'll let Meatloaf take us to break. Financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. I'm fascinated by Bill Gates. I was flipping through Netflix last night, and I was like, ooh, a documentary on Bill Gates, but it doesn't come out till later this week. Sweet. Or next week, or something like that. It said, like, coming soon, and my eyeballs aren't that great anymore, and I refuse to wear glasses or contacts, so I was like, what's... I think that's next something. But Bill Gates' largest holder of a company called John Deere fascinating to me Bill Gates is a pretty smart guy if you look back on some of the things that he wrote in the late 1990s on the future of where tech is going he was right 
Now, Bill Gates gets a bad reputation when you compare him to Steve Jobs, and Bill Gates kind of used a monopoly in Microsoft Office and Microsoft uh, Windows operating system to become the richest man in the world for most, basically the last 20 years, give or take a couple months here, a couple weeks there, what have you. But he now owns more than 10% of Deer. Bill Gates is not the kind of guy who tomorrow morning is going to say, well, we should sell the stake in that company and flip it into something else. I'm not saying he's going to own it forever. I don't know him personally. I don't know his uh, investment philosophy. But John Deere, if it's good enough for him, it may be good enough for me. I'm at least going to look at it. When you look at John Deere, what do they make? Heavy equipment, trucks, tractors, and such. I drove a friend up to Portland last week. Craziest road trip of my life. 24 hours of nothing but driving. Two hours of sleeping in a thunderstorm. Brutal. Um, but the amount of construction, Caterpillar and John Deere equipment on the side of the roads, crazy. I don't think that goes away. When you look around the United States, and you're like, what city is going to be the next San Francisco? Well, it's not going to be San Francisco. It's not going to be LA. It's not going to be... Well, you can go poor and you can go money. You know, like you could start finding places, but you're like, they're going to have to build stuff. So Deer's not a bad thought. It's been volatile. Um, it's sported a 10, almost 11% gain for the year. That's half of what the S&P 500's done. But I'm not trying to compete with the S&P 500. I'm trying to buy great companies that are going to do well in good and bad times. If that makes any sense at all. There's not a lot of stock-specific stories out there today other than John Deere's in the news. Trump says he wants to lower interest rates to below zero. And, you know, the winner is going to be me because I'm still investing. The winner is going to be you because you're still borrowing. You know the loser is on low interest rates? Old people. The same old people who I hate and want to throw in a wood chipper because of Prop 13. I've got a woman living on my street that she's so old, I don't even see her anymore. She's going to die in that house. I know she's going to die in the house. My neighbor to the left died in the house. People die in their houses in California because of Prop 13. You're darn tootin'. Instead of dying in the house where she falls out of bed and can't get up, help me, I've fallen and I can't get up. And six months later, we find her after the smell is unbearable. I'd rather she move to a community that could support her. Because we're a young, vibrant community. So Trump wants lower interest rates. The person who, the people he hurts the most are old people. People who have a million dollars and they want to put it in the bank and earn a, a good rate of return in either a CD or a bank account. When you're at zero or lower than zero, you lose money to inflation, first and foremost. The power of your dollar goes away. But you get the idea here. Um, there's always going to be winners and there's always going to be losers. I'm happy to be on the side of the winner, but I'm also cognizant that there will be losers there. Anyhow, anyway, let's push forward. Um, Mom and Dad. Since my friend's father tried to commit suicide, and now he's being put in a psych ward, his big fear that the father's was about three to six months ago was that he wasn't going to be able to take care of his wife because she was starting to get dementia. He wasn't going to be able to pay bills, and he would sit in his lazy boy recliner all day long. He was frozen with the idea that he had Part early forms of Parkinson's that will take him another 20 years to pass. But his wife's got 
early stages of old time old timers disease, as I like to call it, Alzheimer's disease, that she started to lose her facilities. I saw her the other day, you know, last Thursday, and she's like, ah, "Who are you again?" And she asked me that three times, and I explained it all three times. I've known her for twenty five years, so it sucks getting old. But you got to talk to your parents as you get older, as they get older, and as you get older. I get it when you're 20 your parents don't want to listen to you. But one of the, I talk about little memes and mantras that you have to have. Buy, term life, invest the rest. Um, One of the ones that I have when it comes to money is don't take anything personally. You got to talk to each other about it. Whether you're a young couple who's fallen in love before you merge assets, you need to talk about it. Hey, where do you want to retire? Hey, how many kids do you want? Wait, wait, you want 10 kids? <laughs> Out. Where did he go? Um, baby boomers, in my opinion, are the worst investors in the world. In large part because I saw it with my own two eyes. They got gorked up on dot-com stocks in 1999. Then they got fleeced because they didn't know what they were doing. And then in 2007, when the market had five straight up years, they were like, let's do it again. And they got fleeced again. Right now, everyone's buying these large cap blue chip companies because they're hitting all time highs. And I see the baby boomer doing it again. So I think you need to start talking to your parents about what bubbles are, about investing, about interest rates, about diversification, about how much health care costs in retirement. You can count on $250,000 minimum from age 65 to 85. It's expensive to get old. And if your health goes bad, it's even more expensive. And if your mind goes bad, it's even more expensive. Anyhow, anyway, they won't take your advice, but hopefully you can start talking about it. I'm going to be doing a seminar, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, the 21st, where we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. It's educational, it's informational. Don't sign up for both events, otherwise you're a loser, because you're either a wealth accumulator or a wealth manager. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com, and use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Hope to see you there. Talk to you soon. Questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Talking all things financial money, investing and more. Trump fired or John Bolton resigned. No one really knows the truth. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. I'm guessing he resigned and Trump is trying to save face and make it look like he's the tough guy versus the tough guy. Who's like, I've had enough of this, but I don't know. Again, I don't know. Don't ever get mad at me politically speaking. Except for the one, politi- the one political area you can get mad at me is I hate Prop 13. I benefit from Prop 13, and I hate Prop 13, and I think it's unfair. 
And if you make me governor of California, I will overrule Prop 13. I will put to death spammers and email spammers and phone spammers. I promise a white claw in every household. Two white claws if you're under 35 and good looking. I appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe I'll even bring Obama back or have one of his daughters be my vice governor. Anyhow, and anyway, um, Trump's out there today having just lost John Bolton. And I saw the list of the, the, Yahoo did a thing on everyone that Trump has let go or resigned. It's insane. What a tumultuous president, which hasn't created a lot of consistency, and yet the stock market's hitting an all-time high today, or very well could. Whoa. Like, it's been that tumultuous, and the market does what it does? Yep. Oh. Now it costs $350,000 a year to live middle-class lifestyle in a big city. I sent that email to Chad Burton, and he's like, yep. Yep. Living in expensive coastal city like San Francisco or New York, you've got to make $350,000 or more a year. Is that Jeff the Drunk from Howard Stern who says, yep? Oh, okay. So, it sounds like Jeff the Drunk from old throwback Howard Stern days. It's uh, someone else on the radio station, but we're not allowed to say who. So, um, he could certainly live on last, but it won't be easy to raise a family, save for your children's education, save for your own home, and save for retirement. Those are all things. Those are all life goals that everyone should have. In some cities like San Francisco, the public school system is essentially a lottery system. So even if you pay tens of thousands of dollars per year in property tax, your child's not guaranteed a spot in your neighborhood schools. Pretty insane. Now, the good news and bad news is some people do make $350,000 a year in the Bay Area. A transit worker who makes $234,000 plus $36,000 in benefits. If he marries a technician who fixes things like elevators, they're over $350,000. You don't have to be a great Google Moogula scientist to pull it off. But that's too much. So, changing topics ever so slightly. And again, I guess what I want you to get out of that is what are your top goals? I don't think any of those are all that ludicrous, what I just said. If you want to save for retirement, if you want to own a home, have a family where maybe your spouse works or doesn't work, maybe they could take a year or two years off to take care of your children, that in theory you're going to make. Just like you can in test tubes. Um... Just throw that out there. What are your goals? Do you want to own your own home? Do you want to pay for your kid's education? I've got a friend who lives... Where is it? It's that nuclear science city in the East Bay. Uh, Livermore. And uh, she's a photographer. And her boyfriend, who she's not going to quite marry anytime soon, is a gym coach. Like He's one of those freaky guys who can do backflips. So he's acrobatic. And I'm like, you do know that you should have disability on him because if you throw this out his back, you lose your home. And she's like, what? Some people just live under an egg or an egg. Yeah, some people live under an eggs. The incredible edible egg. I love eggs. You can do so much with eggs. You can scramble them. You can fry them. You can barbecue them. You can barbecue them shrimp. You can, um, eggs are so diverse. Whoa. And for the record, I like my eggs caged. I don't like cage-free eggs. 
not quite as good. Not quite as good. Uh, in a bit of creepy good news, and I think this is creepy good news, the NFL, showing you again that America has its heart in the right area. Had a good first week of NFL ratings. Over 109 million people watched the NFL during week one. After years of saying ratings are down, ratings are down, ratings are down, ratings are down. Finally, ratings are up. Aside from 109 million people being a staggering figure, the number also represents a solid increase in viewership compared to last year. Viewership up 5% in week one compared to last year's week one. Streaming numbers are even better. With the NFL seeing a 43% increase in streaming viewership. Um, I was traveling to help a friend whose father was uh, sick last week on Thursday. And in the car, I'm like, hey, look at this. I can watch the uh, Green Bay Packers Chicago Bears game. Stream it. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't have enough data for that. I'm like, no yeah, I do. Way. I got an unlimited plan because I'm kind of a big deal. I have all my teeth. Dallas Cowboys were the big winner for the league. Cowboys win over the New York Giants turned into the biggest ratings of the week. 23.9 million viewers. The Green Bay Packers beating the Bears pulled in 22 million. The New England Patriots beating the Pittsburgh Steelers like, how shall we say, redheaded stepchildren. Also did well. A lot of touchdowns. 90 plus touchdowns. That's the highest total ever. You notice the thing between the NFL and NBA? More touchdowns, more home runs. The Major League Baseball just hit a record of number of home runs in a season, and there's still like 16, 17 days to go. Um, and now they've even gotten to the point where the NFL is starting to measure social media interactions. Wild ending between the New Orleans Saints and the Houston Texans. I can name one player from New Orleans, and I can name... Maybe two players from Houston. That shows you that uh, I ain't all that in a bucket of chicken when it comes to following the NFL. And for the record, I don't own any jerseys, and I find any man that owns a jersey, you must be either super rich, because those things cost 100 bucks, or just super, super stupid. Are you crazy? I know you're saying, I know you're saying, I own an NFL jersey, does that make me stupid? Yes, it does. You don't play for the team. I'm as stupid as a stupid guy. It's way overpriced. Anyhow, Walmart's in the news today. They're expanding its grocery subscription service. This is kind of interesting. Walmart kind of already has the grocery infrastructure really well played out in the United States. And they're going to start a $98 a year subscription, cheaper than Amazon's. Amazon bought Whole Foods. More grocery stores have taken proactive steps. To say, what are they doing over there? We should probably copy that. So it's going to be called Walmart Unlimited. That is not unlike Amazon's subscribe for free delivery. Difference is Walmart services are going to cost $98 compared to Amazon's Fresh, which is $180. Which you have to have the Amazon Prime subscription on top of it. Oh, Wall Street loves prescriptions. Subscriptions. I love prescriptions. Please, please send any available Xanax to Rob Black at da 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 dot com. That's terrible. I love prescriptions. What can I say? Just like scotchy scotch scotch in my belly, belly, belly. But um, so 
I, I don't do Amazon's Fresh at 180 bucks a year. I do do Amazon's Prime. At some point in time, I'm going to have to look at all these subscriptions and say, if I'm going to afford my prescriptions, which ones of these subscriptions can I cut? Wall Street loves subscriptions. It's as simple as that. Yesterday, I was on Cron On, which is Cron's TV's streaming service. And I was talking to the lovely and talented Teresa Stasio, and she said, yeah, last night I just subscribed to a beauty box. She's like one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. And maybe it's because she uses things like beauty boxes. And I'm like, you don't need a subscription to a beauty box. You're one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. She could be like the Helen of Troy of San Francisco, if you know what I'm saying. And I'm, I, I, I know you're saying, what are you saying? Long story short, we were talking about Apple and their TV service. Only nine TV shows out of the gate. How does that compare to Amazon's? Like, I, I feel like Amazon got like a hundred. Amazon Prime's TV service is a mess. It's a mess, I tell you. And it's just, I, I, you can find stuff a to watch, mess. but it takes like it's a mess. A while. I'd like to get Donald Trump to fix that for us. Netflix has gazillions of shows. I. I feel like I could scroll through their, their shows for years and still not find... Hey, I, I watched the Bill Burr special because I heard about it. But if I had to find it on my own, good luck to me. Um, so subscriptions are really, really big. And Apple TV, they're going to give it away for free. Four ninety nine a month. Nine shows. You could see Jennifer Aniston. You could see Jason Momoa, Aquaman as a frontier fur trapper or something like that. They're going to be excellent shows. They're going to have great cinematography. But only nine? But it's going to be free. So anyone who buys a phone between now and Christmas, they'll get free TV service. Nine shows. That's going to equal about 70 million subscribers. Now, they're not paying yet. But Disney is expected to hit 10 million by Christmas. Apple, 70 million. Disney, 10 million. You see why Apple's doing it. And then they're throwing in their arcade. Hey, my kid said to me the other day, he's like, I'd like a new video game. I'm like, hey, I'm not paying 60 bucks every time you want or need. So a subscription service to an Apple Arcade $4.99 a month doesn't offend me. And if they were to give me the music service, the TV service, and the arcade service for a discount, I'm in. Big seminar coming up on Saturday, September 21st. Learn more at robblackshow.com. I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. It's not lost on me at times that I'm pretty fortunate. I don't know if I have autism, ADD, I don't know if I'm obsessive-compulsive, bipolar, never been, been described with any of those, but if the prescriptions are good, I might consider it. <laughs> um, it's not lost on me that I'm lucky, that I found something I love to do and I was well compensated for it, but I gave up most of my 20s and early 30s. While most of my friends have kids who are long gone to college, I don't. Well, they had young, beautiful spouses, and they were able to frolic with each other's bodies in their 20s and 30s. I didn't. 
Now, that may be a good thing and bad thing, because most of them are also divorced once or twice over. And that's expensive. But, you get the idea where I'm going at with this, is that I feel pretty blessed. Um, I don't look at buying a car as a stress. I don't look at paying rent or a mortgage as a stress. It sucks. I know it's way more expensive than it should be, or could be, or was back when I was younger. But it don't freak me out. New cars still freak me out. And I have to talk about this stuff, even though this ain't one that bothers me. I have a truck that I'll drive till it has 300,000 miles on it, and then I'll begrudgingly sell it or give it away to a friend. I love taking care of a vehicle. It's like taking care of a house. My friend Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com uh, comes over on occasion. We'll sit there and have a couple white claws. And uh, he goes, you take better care of your home than anyone else I know. I'm like, yeah, it's preventative maintenance. I used to drive a Mazda Miata when I was, no, 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 not, let me correct this. When my first car, my dad gifted me his vet. And I you're saying, you're pretty cool. High schooler with a vet. Oh, no, 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 no. It was a Chevette. It was one of the worst cars ever made, but it got passed down to me. I had to pay for the insurance. My dad taught me the lesson of, of go to work and pay for the insurance kind of thing. I refer to it as the smoke mobile. My dad was a, a pack-a-day kind of guy for many, many, many years, and the car was gross and disgusting, and when I washed it, the interior, most of the water was coming out dark brown. So, my second car was a Mazda Miata, and essentially, I graduated high school, and I saw a deal in the White Pages. I know you said White Pages? Oh, yes, White Pages, where someone was selling 18 barrels of parts and two shells of a Mazda Miata. I don't know how someone gets 18 barrels of parts. I don't have a junkyard deal. I don't know what it is. But it was like $300. I was like, I talked to my friend Brian Paskowitz who had a very, very horrible nickname because you could hear Pasco Wits. Wits became of a term. And Pasca became pasta. So it was pasta. Um, but he, he and I spent 90 days that summer putting together a car, two cars. And um, we probably got him going after about 45, 50 days. Probably spent more on tools than buying a new car because this was a European, uh, Italian thing. And you had to go get to, I don't know if it's the Dewey Decimals or Metrics. I don't know what it is, but it costs more to buy those tools. Um, and what I learned during the summer is that car would break down every like, three or four days. Probably because we put them together ourselves. But maybe because preventative maintenance is how you deal with fine luxury mobiles. So I learned the word preventative maintenance. If I wasn't on it, there's a good chance I took a date to a movie and it broke down halfway there. Therefore, I was on it. Preventative maintenance. Pretty important lesson to teach your, your young ones in life. Get this stupidness. Costs the average American about $9,282 per year now to own a new vehicle. $9,282? a month? Too much. Unless you're going to drive it for 250,000 miles, unless you're going to put together your own vehicle, that's what people are paying. Factor in fuel, also known as petrol. Yeah, 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 yeah. This weekend, freak out your spouse and go, hey, we need to go to the petrol station. A little bit say, 
You mean the gas station? No, 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 petrol station. When you factor in fuel, maintenance, depreciation, insurance, borrowing costs. That's up from 8,849 buckaroos per month. No, per year in 2018. 8,800 became 9,200. That's a lot. That's a big jump. That's an extra $400. And what's $400 a month? No, that's extra $400 a year. That doesn't how it work. Um, but you can obviously see that I'm trying desperately to stretch this into a segment that makes sense. But the average buyer pays $920 a year in financing costs. Loan interest. That's up from 744 bucks in 2018. 2018, we had a lot of 2.9% deals on vehicles. Those deals are gone as interest rates moved higher, but now that they're lower, maybe that'll go lower again, but I don't know. People are not only paying more in finance charges, about 5.8% is the average interest rate. That's high. But the longer loan terms, someone owns a car now in America for 69.6 months. Now, if you do your math and if you have an abacus out, please help me here. I know 12 months in a year times five. So that's five years is 60. Okay, okay. And then there's 9.6 months left over. So you're talking about 5.9 years. Ooh. That we're paying off a car. A lot of people want to ditch their car after three years. Right? I once owned a dog named Maisie the Wonder Dog who didn't get to the park in time. And I had to go in, talk to a client. She crapped all over my car. All over it. I so badly wanted to drive the car away and just throw it away, but instead I sucked up my humility. I learned that I didn't walk her on time. And I cleaned it up. Because I'm not going out and getting a new car anytime soon. That was, by the way, pre-truck. So you can get in my truck, no fears of fecal matter. Big seminar coming up, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday in San Jose at the Rotary Club. You can learn more by listening to commercials or by going to newfocusfinancial.com. Newfocusfinancial.com. Use code RADIO25. One in the morning for wealth accumulation. One in the afternoon for wealth preservation. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.